Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. What makes you happy? Is it watching your favorite sports team? Or is it playing a sport and winning? Or is it going out to dinner with a friend? What makes you happy? Is it seeing your most favorite movie? Is it listening to some favorite songs? What really makes you happy? Is it an affluent lifestyle, accumulating many possessions, or just popularity, winning the praise from others? There's a wide variety of things that make us happy. I would argue there is no human being in this entire world that does not want to be happy. Well, in the Gospel, Jesus talks about happiness. Here we have Jesus' Sermon on the Plain, which is synonymous with Matthew's Gospel of the Sermon on the Mount. Essentially, Jesus gives us the Beatitudes. He outlines the blueprint of Christianity. And he tells us the source of true happiness is only found in God. Now, appreciate the context in which this gospel passage for today is set in. Just before this passage, Jesus went up a mountain and he prayed all night long. And then early in the morning, he selected his 12 apostles. Now, after that, he and his apostles, they make their way down the mountain. And that's where the gospel for this weekend opens up. Jesus coming down the mountain with the twelve. But it also implies the story of Moses, in which Moses, too, spent 40 days and 40 nights on top of Mount Sinai, talking to God. And then afterwards, he was given the Ten Commandments. He, too, came down from Mount Sinai and gave the Israelites the Ten Commandments, which was the instruction of how to live the spiritual life. Well, in a very similar fashion, Jesus is now doing the same thing in the gospel passage for this weekend. He too comes down a mountain and he gives us the Beatitudes, the vision of Christianity. Now notice these Beatitudes. Blessed are you who are poor. Blessed are you who are now hungry. Blessed are you who are now weeping. Blessed are you when people hate you. Now, when you stop and think about these Beatitudes, when you hear them, they sound very odd. In fact, even strange. Blessed are the poor. Well, everyone hates poverty. That's why we work so hard to avoid it. Blessed are the hungry. Well, it's terrible to go hungry and found downright painful. Blessed are those who weep. Well, many in our country and throughout the world, suffer from depression or anxiety. Blessed are you when people hate you. Well, we as human beings have an innate desire to be liked by people and to foster relationships. And so, in order for us to begin to understand these Beatitudes, we have to first remember 
we have to first remember that we all have an infinite longing, an infinite hunger for the divine, for God in our life. And that's because we're all made in the image and likeness of God. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Therefore, nothing in this world can satisfy the hunger that we have for the divine other than God himself. Now, with that in mind, go back into the Beatitudes, the gospel. Now, when Jesus says blessed, he uses the Greek word makarios. Well, that can be translated as blessed, but also it can be translated as lucky or fortunate. And so, blessed are you who are poor. Now, one way to think about this is how lucky or how fortunate you are if you aren't attached to material things. How lucky you are if your joy doesn't depend upon amassing possessions. A person that is spiritually poor is always in need of God, has emptied themselves to allow Christ to come into their life each and every day. The person that is spiritually poor says, you know, my life is about me in relationship to God and how I live out that relationship with God each and every day of our, my life to the best of my abilities. Next, blessed are they who are hungry. Well, think about it this way. How lucky you are that you are not consumed with things of pleasure, food, drink, entertainment. How fortunate you are that you hunger for holiness in a right relationship with God, such that all of your will is focused on that right relationship with God. You know, blessed are you, or you are lucky, when all of your hunger and all of your thirst is based upon that relationship that you have with Christ. See, then that infinite longing for the divine will always be satisfied. Blessed are those who are weeping. Well, think of it this way. How fortunate you are that you're not attached to good feelings all the time. You know, to win the praise of others, we feel that euphoria, don't we? We feel that rush and it feels really good, but it doesn't last very long. It goes away. And yet, what's the temptation? To base our life about getting that praise and that adulation from others. So we feel that rush, that euphoria of good feelings. Well, Jesus knows that sometimes doing the right thing, doing the will of God, won't always be a source of joy for us. Just look at the lives of the saints. There were times in which they had to suffer, not because their lives were centered around pleasure or glory, but instead their life was centered around their love for God. The saints' lives weren't wrapped around receiving praise from all the good things that they did. Now, for us, a lot of times when we perform acts of charity for others, nobody sees it. It goes unnoticed. And yet that's okay, because one person always does see it, and that's God, and that's all that matters. Next, blessed are you when people hate you. Well, think of it this way. Lucky are you when your whole life isn't based upon being liked and adored by all people. See, we have to remember some of the things that we believe in as Catholics is countercultural. Just look, for example, our belief in the sanctity of life. We believe in the respect and the dignity 
of all life from conception to natural death. And yet, there's a lot of people that disagree with us. In fact, there's a lot of people that don't like us because we believe in the sanctity of life. Or I hear a lot, in fact, a lot recently, people will say, oh, you Catholics, you're obsessed with sin. It's some neurotic tendency that you have with that obsession with sin. Well, it's not true. We believe that sin, yes, is a condition. No one is immune from it. The key is we have to be honest with ourselves. You know, we are loved sinners. We're all sinners. And yet, that's the reason why Jesus came and saved us. And that's why he gives us the sacrament of confession to forgive our sins. You know, if you ever hear a person that says, you know, I'm okay, you're okay, we're all okay, well, guess what? They're not okay. Because what they're saying to you is they are in no need of a Savior. But we are. Now, turn to that first reading from Jeremiah. He gives us this beautiful beatitude. He says, Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is the Lord. Well, that's us. Jeremiah is describing us in that beatitude. With faith, we trust that by living out these beatitudes taught to us by Christ, we will always live in a right relationship with God. Now, one last thought. I would say when we look upon Jesus on the cross, the crucifix, that is a great portrait of what the Beatitudes look like. Look at Jesus on the cross. Blessed are the poor. Well, we see Jesus is truly stripped of all worldly goods, his clothes, especially his dignity. Blessed are the hungry. Well, Jesus has not one bit of pleasure in food or drink or entertainment while suffering on the cross. Blessed are those who weep. Well, here we see Jesus at the height of his grief and intense pain. Blessed when they hate you. Well, Jesus is crucified because he's hated by the religious establishment of his times, the Romans, and the world. I would argue Look upon the cross from time to time, the crucifix, and use it as a gauge for you to see how well you're doing in living out the Beatitudes. Today, Jesus comes down the mountain and he gives us the Beatitudes, just like Moses came down from Mount Sinai and gave us the Ten Commandments. Both help us to live out our faith. The Beatitudes are one in which Jesus lays out his vision, on how we are to live out our Christian faith, always trusting that we will be in a right relationship with him, now and forever. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.